Oh, Mrs. Goins, could I pick your brains for a minute? I've got another list. Not more of that bleeding criminal argo that Sergeant Brunswick doesn't understand, dear. Uh, I'm afraid it is, yes. Oh, thank you. You don't think he was a bit under-equipped for going into the underworld? What with him not being able to twig what anyone says to him? <laughs> I think that's a very fair point, Mrs. G. In fact, I think he regrets his blasted ignorance quite as much as we do. Now, uh, oh yes, um, a white paint job. What's that? Sugar, dear. A deal in black market sugar. And don't start asking why again. There's a lava. We'll be here all night. Oh, uh, right. Uh, full lead. Sent for trial. Really? Gosh, this really is fascinating, Mrs G. The poor sergeant may be having a terrible time undercover with that unknown villain of his, but on the plus side, I think I may actually get a book out of this. Oh. Now... No, no, don't go, Mrs G. Just, um, just one more. Uh, boiled his head. What, dear? Boiled his head. I'm sure that's it. Uh, evidently, the sergeant's unknown villain was telling him a story about how he really, really hated policemen. Oh, I wish I knew he was, dear, this blessed unknown villain. No one seems to know. Well, they wouldn't, Mrs G. Hence his epithet, unknown. Anyway, apparently, he said that one particular policeman um, caught me on the eyewash in the smoke. Shoplifting in London. Oh. Uh, and when I'd done my moon... Served a month in prison. I dogged his stamps. Followed him, stalked him. And then I boiled his head. What? Oh, my good God. What? What? Oh, my good God. The Adventures of Inspector Steve by Lynn Trust. Episode 3, Harlequinade. Dear Father, I have been rather worried about Sergeant Brunswick, sir. I thought there was little danger in his going undercover, because all the villains in Brighton know who he is, and they are all secretly under the control of Mrs. Groins in any case. But this criminal interlude of his has worked out very, very badly, mainly because, half the time, he has no idea what is being said to him. So, you up for something stone ginger, mate? Um, what are you writing down now? No, no, nothing, nothing. Why are you always writing things down? Thank goodness for Mrs. Groins. At least she takes the situation seriously. The inspector, as usual, disapproves of Sergeant Brunswick's undercover activities and refuses to hear anything about them. Instead, he seems to be busy organising a road safety demonstration. Can you believe that? At a time like this? But Bally Road Safety is, of course, what Inspector Steen believes police work is mainly about. <laughs> you see, what it actually says in the Road Traffic Act of 1930 is this. Uh, uh, Mrs Grimes, are you listening? Oh, sorry, dear. I was miles away. Are you familiar with the Road Traffic Act of 1930? Well, of course, I read it when it came out. Who didn't? But I was only 12 at the time, so perhaps I didn't take it all in. <laughs> oh, cup of tea. Well, it, it is quite important. If you say so, dear. Here you are. Oh, thank you. All right. Um, now, uh, what it says is... <clears throat> A failure on the part of any person to observe any provision of the Highway Code shall not, of itself, render that person liable to criminal proceedings of any kind. And this is where the trouble starts, you see, in my opinion. Really, dear? Just there. But any such failure may, in any proceedings, whether civil or criminal, and... In constable! Uh, it's the constable coming. Uh, Mrs. Groins, I wasn't just explaining something rather important about oh, the way the law... Nothing, stands. Mrs. G. Oh, no! I can't find him anywhere! I can't find him! Oh, hello, sir. Twitten? Sorry, sir. Look, I've been looking for Sergeant Brunswick. I... well, 
I know you told me not to. Yes, I did. He's made his bed in the criminal underworld, young man, and he was lying it. You may recall the small but interesting fact that Sergeant Brunswick has threatened to kill me, Tritton. I need to warn him about something, sir. He does, dear. He really does. And I need to warn you, Tritton, that thousands of people in this country are killed every year on the roads in preventable accidents. I'm sorry, sir. I have in my hand the latest edition of the Highway Code. Oh, not road safety again, sir. Not Bally Road Safety. <gasps> what did you call it? Nothing, sir. He's very upset, dear. We're dealing with a bleeding edge boy. Whether you like it or not, Twitten, whether you are upset or not, it's Bally Road Safety Day this Friday. And I will expect your full support when we gather outside the... Well, I, I won't reveal the location right now, in case you tell the sergeant. Oh, sir, he really wouldn't kill you, sir. Um, look, I, I'm expecting a visit from that chap, Stage Door Albert, from the Hippodrome. He's found some props, costumes, and even some performing animals for me. <laughs> you really aren't interested, are you? Where did you look, dear? Everywhere, Mrs. Groins. I looked Bally everywhere. Oh. All right, you ready? I am, yes. When I say ramp, right, when I say ramp, what do you do? Um, ramp? Excellent. <laughs> I knew you'd cut the cobblers in the end. Nothing milky about you. Well, thanks. No, I mean that. Oh, right. So, so, so I just need to go through it again. In, in my own words, if that's all right. I'll go into the post office, across the street. Good. How's it looking from here? Have a quick butchers. Um, it looks... Yes? It looks, um, like a post office. Good. We'll start from here when the time comes. Good place to be out of sight. Right, go on. Right, I count the number of cashiers. I note where the security man is standing. I buy a tuppenny apenny stamp so as not to attract attention. <laughs> right, good. And lastly, you want to know, especially, about the floor? That's right. It's for the best. Trust me. That's why I'm doing this bit on my own? Yes. Because if it's black and white tiles... The jolly's off. The jolly's off. Have another look, will you? Oh, right. Yeah, looking good. Um, about the tiles, is there a reason? There is, yes. I could sell you if you like, but then I'd have to kill you. <laughs> kill me, that's right. No, I'm not joking, sunshine. I really would have to kill you if I told you that. Right. Uh, so, Friday morning, yes. Yes, full costume, please. Yeah, and full makeup, obviously. <laughs> yes, it will be quite a big occasion for the town. Although you wouldn't guess it from the support I'm getting from my fellow officers who seem to think that road safety is... Ah, uh, come in. No, well, thank you, Mr. Mitchell. I very much look forward to meeting you. He's here, dear. Stage door, Albert, to argue with your bleeding highway code extravaganza, or whatever it is. Oh, Mrs. Croins, I don't know what's got into everybody round here, but... Oh. <laughs> She's gone. I hope the inspector doesn't want me to help him with this thing on Friday, Mrs G. Well, he can't if he doesn't tell you where it is. <laughs> Good point. Oh, look at you. Have a sit down. Take the weight off your size nine. We know he boiled someone's head. I'm so worried. Look, dear, I've asked around. I've called in favours from far and wide, but we've got to face it, dear. What? He's off our map. You mean in terms of his insanely violent behaviour towards policemen? No. You mean the smoking? No. But what then? He's from the north, dear. 
Mrs. Groynes is right, of course, Father. Neither of us has ever been north of Marble Arch. We are truly in uncharted waters with this man. If there is anything you can do to help, Father, I'd be so grateful. I'm sure you told me once you had taken a holiday in Lincolnshire before the war. And doesn't Mother originally hail from Harpenden? Your loving son. Oh. P.S. Also, possibly your experience as the country's foremost criminal psychologist might be of help here too. So, there's five cashiers? That's right. I'm thinking Friday. Okay. You'll need this. Oh. Oh, it's heavy. Makes you more real, eh? Oh, yes. Don't wave it about. No, uh, sorry. Um... It's nice here. Oh, yeah. You always lived here, then? Well, since the war, 12 years. You ought to tell me about yourself. Oh, no, I'm not very interesting. <laughs> of course you are. Tell you what I thought when I first met you. What? There's a bloke who's been on the rip-rap. Oh, really? Oh. That's what I thought. Bit of rip-rap. Am I right? <laughs> Maybe a pusher-up. Some bluey here and there. Shot the moon a few times and all, eh? <laughs> Am I right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's uncanny, actually. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'll tell you what I also thought, though, shall I? Yeah? What? He looks a bit like a rosa. What? Me? No. I'm just saying... That copper was shouting at you in the ice cream parlour, do you remember? Oh, him. Inspector Steen. Who? You haven't heard of him? From the wireless? No. What did he do to you? Well, he... Uh, well, um... Well, let's just say there's a bit of unfinished business there. Yeah? Yeah. Unfinished business? The Rosarin bastard. Right. <sighs> you coming? Uh, look, mate, um... Can I ask you about the floor thing? Oh, no. What did I already say? I mean, don't tell me if you would actually really have to kill me. Because uh, <laughs> I don't care that much. Uh, look, all right. It's nothing, really. I, I just don't tell everyone I meet, you know. I've just got this... I don't know. I go a bit... <laughs> joy boy sometimes when... Oh, look... I mean, everyone's got something. I bet you've got something just sort of sets you off. I expect I have, yes. Which is? Um, Eccles cakes, I think. Really? Sorry, what are we talking about? Look, like I said, it's nothing. All right. When I was a kid, right, my dad's teaching me chess, yeah? Right. We're staying at this posh... Art Deco Hotel. Lots of black and white decor, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you can picture it. Good. Well, you don't need me to say. No, go on. Oh, all right, mate. My dad's teaching me chess. Black and white chess board, see? Right. Basically, Rosa's come in, 
Open in the name of the law. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. Open in the name of the law. Break the door down. Shove me mum against the wall. Bang, bang, bang. What? My mum's screaming, Gerald, no. Gerald, no. And not the boy. And my dad's dead, right, obviously. Chess pieces scattered on the tiled floor. Sorry, you've heard all this before. Oh, my God. No, I'm screaming as well, of course, because I'm only a kid. And there's blood all over the chessboard. Blood all over me. I mean, it's standard stuff, this night, really. The black and white squares and the blood almost goes without saying. Then this Rosa grabs hold of me and, of course, there's these black and white checks on his sleeve. Oh, oh and my mum, my mum's in this black and white striped dress and she's all covered in gore and brains and all that from cradling me dad against her. And they cart her off and I never see her again. Oh, blimey. So that's that. End of story. Here we go. So, the tiled floors? What have I just been explaining? No, but what happens? Do they, um, upset you? Oh, right! <laughs> well, you could say that. They upset me, yeah. Look, I know it sounds stupid, but every time I've done a copper now, and what is that? Nine times? Mm. I've realised afterwards there's been, I don't know, there's been a, a piano keyboard that set me off, or a, a Dutch interior on the wall, or a, a chequered flag, or just the pattern on a Rosa's hat. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd have done them all anyway, I reckon. They all had it coming, the bastards. But what seems to happen is, I see the black and white and something, <laughs> something in my head goes, bang, bang, Gerald, no, Dad, Dad, you killed my daddy! Mummy, come back, come back! And the next thing I know, there's some rosters bunched in a big pan of hot water, and I've got to get rid of it! You all right, mate? Yeah. You sure? Yeah, yeah. So what is it you do under the influence of Echo's cakes, then? I've never heard that one before. Hello, Brighton Police Station. Sergeant Brunswick, sir. Are you all right? It's the sergeant on the phone. Oh, thank God. Sir, you need to listen very carefully. We think you're in danger, sir. Oh, no! Oh, no, I'm in danger! This bloke's a nutcase! What do you mean? I'm in danger! We just thought you might not have realised. What do you mean I might not have realised? Sir, please listen, sir. We're trying to find out who this unknown villain is. But he's from the north, you see. I know he's from the flaming north. He kills policemen on a uh, right. Oh dear. What's he saying? Oh, oh dear. Nine? That's horrifying, sir. Well, yes, of course. Is he getting enough to eat, asking? Oh, sorry. Uh, Mrs. Squines wants to know if you're getting enough to eat, sir. What do you mean, am I getting enough uh, to eat? Have you been listening to me? No, I think he, he probably isn't, Mrs. G. No, no, I've got that, sir. Friday, 10.30am, the post office in Ship Street. That's tomorrow, sir. I'll think of something, sir. I promise. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. How did he sound in himself, do you think? In himself? Mm, well, not very good, I'm afraid, Mrs. G. But thank goodness he rang. He gave us two vital pieces of information. One, they are planning a job tomorrow morning at the Ship Street Post Office at half past ten. And two, a huge clue to the chap's inner workings. Evidently... He goes berserk and kills policemen 
when exposed to patterns in black and white. Oh, blimey, here comes Mr. Nuisance. It's quite simple, Albert. Look right, look left, look right again. All right. Look left. Oh, I don't know why I bother sometimes. I'll have my cup of tea in my office, Mrs. Groynes, thank you. It's been very, very irritating, isn't it, Mrs. Groynes? He blooming is, dear. Even more than usual, I'd say. And you'd be right. Here, Albert. Uh, yes, sir? You can tell us, dear. What's he planning for tomorrow, then? Oh, well, it's, it's outside the post. Oh, it's Ship Street. Mrs. Coins. Calm, Constable. But we can't let the inspector be there, not when... I know, dear. We'll think of something. What time is all this kicking off, Albert? <laughs> ten. 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 Oh, blimey. Half past ten. Oh, no. And what the hell is it, dear? What's he planned? Hasn't he told you? No. Oh, it's going to be lovely. It's... Hang on. Brighton's first... Brighton's first... Dear, Brighton... I'll get it out in a minute. Brighton's first zebra crossing up. Oh, good gracious. Oh, no. It took about an hour to get the entire story from stage door Albert, sir. In his excitement over the first zebra crossing in Brighton, the inspector has been planning a kind of black and white cavalcade outside the post office involving some live zebras, some penguins, some nuns, a few acrobats dressed up like piano keyboards, a harlequin, some chicken bunting. Uh, some chicken bunting. Ah, and the pièce de la résistance, half a dozen of George Mitchell's very own black and white minstrels. <laughs> What's wrong, Twitten? Uh, no, nothing, sir. I just feel a bit sick, sir. Oh, yes, I think when I make my speech at 10.30 tomorrow morning in full uniform in the middle of all that lot, <laughs> I'm bound to make quite a splash. <laughs> there was no way I could convey this nuns and penguins stuff to Sergeant Brunswick, father. Mrs. Groynes and I were obliged to improvise. But thank you for your letter, sir. It arrived just in time on Friday morning. And although it wasn't particularly helpful, I still maintain that it's valuable to get all the professional advice you can in such situations. How come you never mentioned your father is the country's foremost criminal psychologist then? Never came up, Mrs. G. Oh, I still think we should just try to run him over, dear. But there may be a better way, Mrs. G. Running the unknown villain over with your getaway car should definitely be the last resort. Oh, yes. His is a psychological problem. Oh. Look, if this man is triggered by a traumatic memory, possibly he can be cleverly untriggered by something quite simple, do you see? Father's awfully eminent, you see. If anyone can tell us how this chap's mind works, it's father. He wrote a book called Inside the Head of the Lawbreaker, and then he followed it up with Behind the Eyes of a Killer, Between the Ears of the Psycho, and Under the Hat of the Nutcase. Yeah, that one was for a slightly different market, though, as its name implies, and he has always left it out of his entry in Who's Who. Now, dear Peregrine. Ah. You didn't hear that, Mrs. Goins? No, dear. And I promise I will never use it for blackmail purposes. Unless I really, really need to. <clears throat> dear Peregrine, I can't imagine why you would think that... Ah. Yeah. Hmm. Ah. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> hmm. Ah. Hmm. Are we inside the unknown villain's head now, dear, with the lights on? Well, no. Oh, what a shame. And I had such high expectations. Basically, Father says that criminal psychology is a science in its infancy, which is jolly honest of him. But he says that if I want to know what researchers show, well, 
Research has shown fairly conclusively that a good course of action is to avoid all contact with the criminally insane because they are likely to kill you, especially if they have killed before, and especially if they are from the north. I'll get the car. I'll come with you. Ah, I chose this site myself, Albert. They painted it on last night. I tried to get the beacons in a different colour, but apparently it's orange or nothing. <laughs> Pass me that loud hailer. Uh, madam, <coughs> go back. Yes, you. Get back at once. Well, you can't post a letter, madam. Stay there. Keep back. Oh, honestly, the British public. Still, we can start soon. The road's closed. We've got the real-life zebra. We've got the nuns. Hello. Yes, and the penguins. Oh, jolly little chaps, aren't they? Hello. Oh, this is wonderful. Yeah, the minstrels are just finishing their makeup. Then we can start. What's the time? Twenty. What? Oh, the... oh, it's twenty past ten. Yeah. No sign of Constable Twitten on Mrs. Groins, I notice. Daddy road safety indeed. Twenty past, Mrs. G. I know, dear, but we're getting close. Oh, no, another closed road. What? How bleeding hell. Left, go left. <laughs> you think, dear, working in the police station as we do, we'd have heard all about something as big as this, wouldn't you? We must have been working on this for months. Good, twenty-five past. Now, what I'm planning to say, Albert... Uh, uh, oh, are you listening? <laughs> what I'm planning to say is that although the pedestrian has precedence once his foot is on the crossing, he has no precedence when he is on the curb. <laughs> Why does <laughs> nobody care about this? This is the law! <laughs> As Mrs. Groins and I sped towards Ship Street, using all our knowledge of the old town's complex backways, all I kept thinking of was how poor Sergeant Brunswick would react when he saw what awaited them. What's all the palaver then? I don't know. They've got the road blocked up there. You never warned me about this. I didn't know. Honestly. It's Friday morning. Why would there be anything going on? It sounds like it's actually coming from outside the post office. Well, I don't like it. No. Should we call it off? Depends. Have a look. Shall I? Of course. Right. Right. What's wrong? I don't know. I've just got this feeling. What feeling? I don't know. I just don't want to look. The sergeant will be there by now, Mrs. G. I know. Get out of the way. <laughs> Although, perhaps his policeman's instincts would have told him not to. What policeman's instincts would they be, then? I'll look, then. No, don't. Why not? I, I don't know. I just have a feeling that would be even worse than me looking. Are you going to look or not? Yes. I mean, where's the arm? Exactly. Where's the arm? You're right. Right. So? Oh, God. What? Oh, God. Right. I think we can start. <coughs> uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, oh, could someone catch that penguin, please? 
stroke of luck, the way no one was badly hurt in the accident. Even the penguin was only slightly stunned. And you'll hardly believe it, but it turned out that the penguin had suffered for years from quite severe behavioural difficulties, which were cured by the blow to its head. I found out what a white paint job was, sir, by the way. Oh, yeah. Would you care to guess, sir? No, I wouldn't care to guess. It must be jolly unpleasant in the criminal underworld, sir. Why don't you come back? You know I can't. You know that. I thought I might write a book on criminal argo, sir. It's jolly fascinating. <laughs> oh, sir. You're not... crying. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, and in case you're worrying whether the unknown villain is now at large, he was arrested, or nabbed, for jaywalking at the scene, because the Road Traffic Act of 1930 did place him firmly in the wrong. But then in court, I managed to smuggle a book of crossword puzzles under his nose at a crucial moment, and he immediately went berserk and assaulted a prison officer, or screw, so now his lawyer, or brief, has asked for 67 other offences, or jollies, to be taken into account. Gosh, looking back... I can't help thinking that ramming a large, heavy car directly into a zebra crossing full of people, animals and black-and-white minstrels, the repercussions could have been a whole lot worse. In The Adventures of Inspector Skeen by Lynn Truss, Inspector Skeen was played by Michael Fenton-Stevens, Brunswick, John Ram, Twitten, Matt Green, Mrs. Groins, Samantha Spiro, Unknown Villain, Adrian Bauer, and Albert, David Holt. The music was by Anthony May, the producer was Karen Rose.
The Adventures of Inspector Steen was a sweet talk production for BBC Radio 4. And next time... I believe the evil Mrs. Vine is behind all this, sir. Mrs. Vine? Oh, Mrs. Vine. Oh, my godfather's Mrs. Vine. (laughs) 